0: Okay, we're all guilty of it. You install an app, you install a program, and it comes up and it says, here's the terms of usage. And you scroll page after page after page until you find that tiny little box that says, yes, I agree. And then the app or the program installs, and you go about your merry way. But do you really know what you're signing? What is the small print of those terms of service pop-up agreements?
1: Time to time here in Hollywood, we like to have a little bit of fun with the folks who pass our studio every day. People are walking by, and you know, whenever we put someone on a TV, they sign a legal release that says they're okay with doing that. They sign their name on a form, and we're good to go. Well, most people don't even bother really to read the form, they trust us, I guess. So uh, today, we decided to put that trust to the test to find out just how much these people would endure for a chance to be on TV. Okay during filming participant understands that all heretofore mentioned question subjects may or may not be fully taken out of context that's
0: okay whatever
1: in the event that i'm suddenly incapacitated during
0: the interview and end up in a vegetative state unable to make decisions for myself i grant abc the right to pull the plug if need be and a dnr which is a do not resuscitate also a power of attorney over your affairs okay that funny skip by jimmy kimmel raises some serious questions about just how much we're reading, how much we're listening and understanding, and how much we're ready to just give up when it comes to our rights. Think about that simple sentence you've encountered so many times. At this point, our brains are just programmed. Scroll right to the bottom and click the I agree box. You're hustling through life. You've got things to do. You don't have time to wait. I get that. You need that app now. You want to listen to that song now. You're ready to shop. You don't have the time or the patience to actually read that convoluted Terms of Service Agreement. Because if you click no, you're not gonna get it. But every time you click yes, another piece of your privacy dies. One click right after another, you give up ownership. Ownership to who you are, to your privacy, to the basic rights that we should all possess. It might as well read, click here to give up your freedom. Do you no longer care what it means to actually own something? When you buy a car, you drive it off the lot. When you buy a home, you move into it. You buy clothes, you wear them. You physically own these products. When you no longer need them or want them, you can sell them or maybe donate them to a charity. It's totally your choice. It's an essential right we possess in life. So why don't we think the same way when it comes to the digital world and technology? To the tech universe, you've gone from a person to becoming a product. You're a customer, you're a commodity. Your data is more valuable than you are. You're tracked, you're monitored, you're analyzed. Your habits, your location, your actions, all of this is being tracked because you signed a contract that you never, ever read. So what is it going to take for you to care? And I'll tell you here right at the top of the podcast. The reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because, well, I'm guilty of it too. I can't tell you if I've ever read the terms of service of a pop-up that has appeared on my screen. So I went to the experts, people who have actually taken the time to read these things. Crazy, right? I'm America's Digital Pro, Kim Commando. And in this Commando On Demand podcast, we're gonna talk about the digital rights that you've handed over. You've just given this away. I have too. I think you're gonna be really surprised what the experts have to say about this. I know I was. do that? My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. That was a scene from the iconic movie The Godfather. In some ways, every terms of service agreement that we sign here in the digital age, it does feel like an offer we just can't refuse. Deep inside, We know we should be reading the fine print. We've never really signed a contract without reading it before now. But even if you do take the time to go through pages and pages of legal jargon, you're gonna feel helpless because there's no real choice and every product has the same fine print. Joining me on this podcast is Ira Reingold. He's the executive director at the National Association of Consumer Advocates. Ira, thanks for joining us. You spend each week fighting for consumer rights. I think everyone knows and understands that we blindly sign these deals. Do you think some of it is simply because maybe we're just too busy?
1: I, don't, I think if people sit back and have time, a lot of people don't have time because we, we live busy lives and we're just trying to make ends meet and raise our kids and making sure that you know we have enough food on the table. But the fact is, is that we have given up a lot of rights in the last couple of decades, a lot of privacy and a lot of rights, and most of it unknowingly
0: unknowingly, offering up our confidentiality. We run to work five or six or, like me, seven days a week. We try to balance bills. We're dealing with parents and grandparents. We're running errands. On top of that, we all need to get just a few hours sleep each night. And with every gadget and gizmo in front of us, life comes at us fast, never stops moving. I was on a plane the other day from Maui. We're talking about six hours from Kahului, Maui to Phoenix, Arizona. I was sitting next to my friend Susie. She's a doctor. I was lamenting that I was starting to get the shakes. She looked at me. She said, "Why?" Now remember, she's a doctor. I said, "Well, I said I'm just feeling like I'm disconnected. I mean, I love sitting here next to you and we're having a Bloody Mary, but I need my Wi-Fi." Susie looked at me. She said. Do you think that life was better before we were totally addicted to all these screens? I sat there, I took a deep breath, and the flight attendant came over and I looked at Susie. And I said, Yes. And the flight attendant said, Can I help you? And I said, I'll have another Bloody Mary, please. Because when we do have Wi Fi and we're super connected, we don't have time to sit back and read those contracts. Plus, I have to tell you, they're really long.
1: Because when we talk about fine print, we're not just talking about, you know, a piece of paper in front of you where there's like six pages and it's in small font. And on the last page of it, they're, you know, making give you give up your firstborn. But the fine print also includes when you're on a website and it says, you know, you agree to whatever terms we have. And then you have to click through and read all these pages, which nobody ever does. Or even worse, when you're on a mobile device, you agree to the terms, right? And so you click through it because no one's going to sit there and read eight pages on their mobile device.
0: If you do somehow find the time to go over the pact, I should have done it on that flight from Hawaii. It's pretty deflating. An agreement is something that involves negotiations. When you sign a contract for a job, a car, a house, it's not just one click, two sides go back and forth until a compromise is made. On your devices, you don't have the chance for any of that. We don't do that.
1: That these are terms that people aren't negotiating, that one party has all the power, and there's certain things that simply should not be included in the terms, should not be included in a contract. I think that's really where we need to go.
0: We sign into these digital marriages without any consent. You either take it or leave it. It's my way or the highway. My mother used to say that. You give up your privacy rights for just a simple app. Maybe it's just a flashlight. At that point, we're owned by the corporations.
1: Corporations can put whatever they want in a contract, uh, or not even a contract, terms of an agreement, or whatever your, you know, acceptance is in terms of, you know, what you're signing on on your mobile app, even your privacy rights. Um, and what courts and legislation has done is that basically, hey, if you click on that or if you open the shrink rack pap package, or if you um, you know, look at a site on a, if you look at a website or you you're open up a mobile app, you're agreeing to terms that and they've sort of said that you're consenting to all the terms in the agreement, which we know no one is consenting to.
0: Most people's attitude are just whatever, fine. Just load the app. We don't want to stop for a moment and think about the information we just handed out. Ira, people aren't necessarily informed that that new, cool, free app comes, well, it comes with a hefty price, right?
1: I think you're giving up your rights, All of, you're giving up your private right information pretty much every time you agree to anything. These apps are tracking you unless you, you tell them not to track you, any kind of you use. And any company that you're doing business with is looking for reasons to collect information about you for the purpose of using that information to make more money.
0: For years, you've harped that everyone needs to rethink these type of agreements. The majority of consumers don't realize the rights that they actually lose. Therefore, you've said these pledges should not be binding. You feel there are certain things that should never, ever be allowed.
1: You should not be able to give away your legal rights, period. Uh, in a one-sided contract, and the contract that's simply just a form contract. You should not be allowed to do that. You should not be able to give away your privacy rights uh, unless you have really informed consent and, and, and do that affirmatively.
0: With the Internet, smartphones, and around 3 million apps out there, our definition of privacy has evolved. Everyone wants to know everything about you. I'm talking about every single thing. Recently with the Facebook privacy scandal, consumers voiced their resentment. Finally, they were speaking out. It's a long shot, but maybe now more people comprehend how much information we just hand over.
1: One of the things that consumers don't understand at this point is we've lost almost all our, all our privacy when it comes to our information. I mean, I think the Facebook, for people who've been watching Facebook, it's been fascinating the amount of information they collect on you.
0: After the Facebook fiasco went public, it's interesting what you encounter on social media. I was fascinated by this. A large part of our society was actually shocked that Facebook knew so much about them that they
1: voluntarily handed over. What? Yes. How do you think Facebook makes money? Right? You don't pay for Facebook. But what are they doing? They are collecting tons of information about you that you don't even know you're giving up. Because again, you're the commodity that Facebook is marketing to make lots of money about.
0: So Ira, our private information is a valuable commodity that companies are scrambling every single day to collect because we're talking big money. So you have to follow the money train.
1: You are their product, you are their commodity. So your data is being collected by all of these companies. And what are they doing with that data? They're sell, selling it to other people to use to market stuff to you.
0: But it's not just in social media. It happens offline, too. I mean, think of the things we do weekly, for example, grocery shopping.
1: You know, everybody says, oh, well, you know, you have your grocery card so that you get a discount on the prices that uh, on, on the products that you're buying. Well, What do you think that grocery store is doing with the information it's collecting from you, right? They're collecting all sorts of data.
0: Don't forget about the bank. They're trading your data on the open market too.
1: Your bank. Your bank has more information about you than you could possibly imagine. They're tracking everything about you, where you're living, what your credit information is, what your you know, what your spending habits are, all of that. And and it's not and they're not just collecting it for themselves, but they're also selling it to other people.
0: So this is the price we now pay. Most of us think that privacy is a human right, but the notion of being an individual is just dying. So we are kind of in a dire situation. Technology is increasing like crazy every single day, and along with it, privacy is declining.
1: Because who's going to sit there and read it for 15 minutes? Hey, I want to find out, uh, you know, where the nearest restaurant is, or hey, I, you know, this makes my life that much easier. I can listen to music this way, right? If I just download this free app, but there's a price that you're paying, and I think one of the problems is, is that for a long time people did not recognize that there actually is a free, there is a price for this.
0: If you want to stay connected, if you want that app, if you want to be on Facebook, Twitter, Snap, or what have you, you have to agree to their terms and conditions. And you only get to choose between choice A and, well, choice A. Because we have no choice, right?
1: If you live your life today, it is really hard. (laughs) There's a... There's, there's a concept called the right to be forgotten or sort of the right to be ignored, right? The right to be able to just not be included in this. And there's just that doesn't exist in the United States. No matter who you do business with, unless you are scrupulous and have all the time in the world and are reading every agreement and every time you go on a website, you go through every box and make sure that your privacy isn't being collected. Like Facebook, for instance, they sort of gave examples of how you might be able to protect your privacy. It is so damn complicated to go back into the settings on Facebook to figure out how to minimize they're going to use your information
0: coming up next we're going to talk about what it's going to take for more people to care and to take action and also what steps could the government do to give you back your rights violet baby don't you sign anything there what's this all about standard form of contract don't talk to me about contracts wonka i use them myself they're strictly for suckers yes but you wouldn't begrudge me a little protection I don't sign anything without my lawyer. My Baruka don't sign anything either. Then she don't go in. I'm sorry, rules of the house. I want to go in! Don't you dare stop me! I'm only trying to help you, sweetheart. Give me that pen! You're always making things difficult. Nicely handled, Baruka. She's a girl who knows where she's going. Don't sign anything. Don't ink that contract unless you understand every single thing that it says. The days of being cautious, well, it's in the rearview mirror now. But I'll tell you, I'm getting tired of tech companies coming out on the apology tour. Our guest in this podcast is Ira Reingold. He's the executive director at the National Association of Consumer Advocates. Ira, I've been saying this for some time now. Data breaches are becoming so common, it's kind of turning into white
1: noise. I'm afraid that may be the truth. That may be really true. And I think that until there are real laws, I mean, some states have laws, there's not really a good federal law in this place. No one is, and these companies are still making so much money on this that in some ways it becomes white noise.
0: Looking at it on the contrary, and I hate to say this, but maybe we need more breaches because then people will realize what's at risk, what's happening, and then they might think about, hey, I want back what's mine.
1: As more and more of these breaches happen, as more and more people are, are victims of scams because their information is, is, is made widely available, um, hopefully at some point we'll take some actions to sort of reclaim people's uh, information.
0: But that's not gonna happen. Our culture is kind of like, well, if it doesn't affect me, I don't really care. This might be a generational thing. There's a digital disconnect, I think, from myself and my husband comparing us to my son and his friends. He grew up with a smartphone in his hand. He has a different attitude towards releasing information. When it comes to privacy, he's like, "Why do I even need privacy?"
1: I mean, I think that um, you know the younger generation these days are sort of used to giving up their privacy. I mean, how many times have they given up their privacy just for the per? Hey, get a free, uh, free, free, uh, free soda if you, um, <laughs> you know, if you give us your information, we can collect. The 10 largest
0: tech companies here in the U.S. will top a trillion dollars in sales this year. They're powerful. They have lobbyists. They have influence. Are there any regulations that should be done by our elected leaders?
1: We really should have a rule in place that say there are certain terms that should never be included when one party is much more powerful than the other, and that one party writes the terms of a contract. It really would make it a much fairer playing field. Instead, uh, companies across the landscape have used these quote-unquote contracts, I'm not even willing to call them contracts, to take away rights from people.
0: If our information is being purchased and sold, we should be seeing some kind of kickback.
1: If you want to look at your, your information should be your commodity. It should not be some amorphous corporation out there that's collecting all your information and basically turning you into their commodity. And I think that's the thing that, that, that bothers me the most and probably scares me the most is the fact that your private information is something people are making a lot of money on.
0: Unfortunately, there's no silver bullet. Terms of use, they're not going away. The goal, though, is to make them fair, to make them honest, and to make them understandable. It's gonna take people raising their voices, declining some services, saying no to that app, no to that next Facebook, or whatever it may be. We have the power as consumers. If you'd like to see how apps that you have on your smartphone or tablet perform in terms of privacy right now, or if you're about to install an app, there's a website I need to tell you about. Carnegie Mellon University has assigned privacy grades to apps based on the techniques that they've developed to analyze privacy-related behaviors. For example, according to the studies that they conducted, most people don't expect games like Cut the Rope to use location data, but many of them actually do. And on the other hand, people do expect apps like Google Maps to use their location data. For example, the Flashlight Torch LED light app says that it's the best free flashlight with the brightest LED torch flashlight ever. My gosh, I gotta get this for my phone. If you do get this app, remember it's just a flashlight. They can use your precise location. The app can also record audio through the microphone. It can use the camera or flashlight on the phone. It can also write to your phone's USB storage. In case you wanna check out any apps that you have, the website is simple privacygrade.org. Once again, that's privacygrade.org. And a special thanks to Ira Reingold. Boy, isn't he super smart. He's the executive director at the National Association of Consumer Advocates. I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando. Hey, stay up to date with all the Commando articles and podcasts with the Commando app. It's free and you get notifications for podcasts like this one and the very latest articles on everything digital and those security alerts. And if you like this podcast, do me a favor. Don't forget to subscribe. Head over to iTunes, Google Play, and also give us a great five-star rating and review us because that helps us better our podcasts and also helps more people to find our podcasts. And that's what it's all about. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. And I'll see you on the radio for The Kim Commando Show.